welcome to the Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. A place to discuss pain, passion, and pursuits. I want to feel alive. Breathe. Make some moves. Protect the throne. This is Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with me. This is Helen Edwards, your host of the Sexy Freedom Media Podcast, and you are joining me on a solo podcast. This is my Spoking Break, Episode 4. So I wanted to just share my experience of our last retreat that I just came back from, the Wild Woman Alaska retreat that me and my business partner of the Wild Movement, Sarah Gypsy Wolf, get to do and get to host and lead. This was our first retreat that we actually had some guides over in Alaska that we'd partnered up with and took us on this amazing five-day journey because we had our first day going in and our last day going out. So it was a total of seven days and it was non-stop epicness. (laughs) I don't even know if epicness is even a word, but it is tonight. There's a lot that I want to go over and share, but I want to talk about the key moments for me, for personally, that really opened my eyes, both inside my mind and in the physical world. Alaska is like any other place I've ever been to, unlike any other place I've ever been to. When I first arrived there, it was really hot, and I started wondering if I was even in Alaska. Alaska's having a heat wave, so it was very hot, like Phoenix, Arizona. And I just kept thinking, I just left Arizona to go to this beautiful, amazing, cold place, and it's hot. But it all worked out because I enjoyed the heat while I did, because it actually got really cold towards the end of our trip. And when I say really cold, I mean really cold. We got to Anchorage and then we took a train over to uh, Whittier, Alaska. Whittier is like a little small town. And that's where our guides picked us up and we took a boat onto uh, Prince William Sound. And let me just tell you, my first thought was, oh my God, there's snow on the mountains. (laughs) And I've seen snow on the mountains before, you know, in other places like Northern California, Oregon. But this was, these were mountains. Like I haven't seen mountains like these before. They were massive. And compared to the ones in Phoenix, which I love, they were just so breathtaking to me. And I get really bad motion sickness, but I was basically living off Dramamine the whole time. So I'm going into the boat and I'm not feeling a thing. I'm just enjoying, I'm high on life. The water's beautiful, dark blue. The waves are just fizzling with, you know, suds of water and there's green everywhere and waterfalls just pouring from the mountains. I felt like it was in Jurassic Park. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't 
I couldn't believe I was in Alaska. There were a lot of moments where I felt completely just withdrawn from everything in the world. And I felt like I was taking this journey inward and just thinking and being. I was so unplugged. Everybody was unplugged from, you know, social media and cell service out there where we camped for five days. We went hiking, trekking. uh, We went boating, shrimping and sightseeing. We hiked up to a waterfall. We hiked up glaciers. I kayaked for the very first time. I mean, I slept with bear spray every night. I had anxiety. (laughs) But all of the beauty put aside, there was this moment, in fact, there was a lot of moments, where I just couldn't believe I was in Alaska. I had dreamt about Alaska my whole life. There's only three places I've always dreamt about going. I was like, I can't wait to go there one day. That was Africa, Alaska, and Ireland. And now I've been to Africa and I've been to Alaska. And I can't wait to see what Ireland holds for me. My niece went with me. It was a chance for us to really bond. It was like our first time bonding, actually. And she just blew me out of the water. She's such a little wild woman. She was hiking and exploring and just taking just all yes. Like, yes, I'm going for it. And surprisingly, I was actually scared. Like I was feeling a lot of fear. And it's something I kept telling myself when I woke up in the morning was, you asked for the wild. You are in the wild. Look, you can say you're wild and you're this and that all you want. But when you're in the wild, like you're no longer in control. The wild is in control. And if you're going to be wild, you've got to learn how to surrender to what is wild. And that is allowing yourself to be immersed in nature and present and alert and aware and captivated and moved and flowing and growing. It was, it was very deep. It was a very deep journey inward every day. I hardly slept, but when I did sleep, uh, it was good. <laughs> I was thankful. And when I say surrender, there was moments where I, I had a surrender to a lot of things that I was thinking about back home that, you know, I'm somebody who's always on the go. I'm always trying to make moves. I'm always trying to plan my next step, my next big thing. What am I going to do? And I felt this sense of, I don't want to use the word helplessness, but it felt, it felt like I was small and Alaska was so big. And there was a moment where I was standing on the waterfall and I was going into a warrior pose and I thought this wind can really just knock me down and that would be the end of me. But then I was like, I really want to do this pose. (laughs) And I did it anyways. And I just kept saying, breathe through this. And my vertigo had started kicking in. So I was, like I said, living off Dramamine, 
which is, it helps kick, you know, dizziness and motion sickness. But on the, on the hike of the waterfall, I, I also sat down and I did some meditation and I remember thinking, everything is so big around me. Everything is like speaking to me and it's not telling me to make moves in this moment. It's not telling me to warrior up. It's telling me to relax and just be. And I get so caught up in everyday life that I forgot how to do that. And it really moved me. It moved me to the point of I, like I said, I didn't want to use the word helpless, but I felt like almost like I didn't want to surrender, but helpless in the way that if I didn't, I was going to get smacked down. <laughs> like I was going to get smacked down by Alaska. So I kind of felt like almost like this, this Alaska warrior spirit had to, had to hold me down. To had had to force my ego away, so that way this beautiful, silent, relaxed spirit of mine can come forth and just be and enjoy the present moment. So I spent a lot of time being silent. I mean, yeah, I goofed around and I played and I. I howled and I did a lot of that, of course, because that's just me. But there was more time spent inward, being present, being at awe in nature. And it's been a while since I've been like that for days on, like literally like five days straight. So the times I did have anxiety at night, I was always wondering if I heard something. (laughs) Was that a bear? So I'd like kind of wake up and freak out a little bit. I had a, I had to listen to a little bit of music to help me sleep. And I also started thinking about someone special in my life. And I just wanted them to be there with me and wanted to share these experiences with them. And, um, and, and I couldn't. And when, when I couldn't, I just thought, okay, let it go. Like, that's another thing I need to surrender. Let that go. Be in the moment. After the Alaska trip, I came back to Phoenix just on fire. Like, I felt so happy and sad to leave Alaska because it was getting cold. And... I got home and I realized I had nobody to share this moment with. I didn't have that special someone anymore. And I felt really kind of empty. And this isn't the first time this has happened. It actually happened before I went to Alaska, when I was excited about my Beyond 2020 speaking engagement, I wanted to share it with somebody in a moment, and I had nobody there to share it with me. And 
I started realizing, you know, a lot of my friends are, they live far from me now. And they all kind of, it's like the birds of the feather that flock together are now building their nests. And I'm somewhere new and I'm in a new place in my life. And I'm rising to the top very fast. And I love it because I work very hard. And I don't want to say like top like I'm some big shot. It's just a, It's just a way to metaphorically think about it. But I realized I don't have somebody to just share that world with me who will be happy with me, who will dance with me and laugh with me and get excited with me. And I, it was a little bit of an empty feeling. But then I kind of threw it to the side like, it's okay, surrender. And... I spent the whole weekend trying to ground myself coming back to Phoenix, Arizona. And then that's when my vertigo kicked in because remember I'd been on Dramamine and then all of a sudden I wasn't on Dramamine and everything was moving and I felt like I was in a boat still and everything was rocking and I couldn't sit up straight and I couldn't like my sleep patterns were all off because it was twilight in, in Alaska and I mean... I couldn't, I literally, there was one night where I woke up Saturday night at 2.30 in the morning and I'm staring at the wall and there's a, the little fire alarm up on the smoke alarm at the ceiling. You know how it has the little tiny light on and well, that light shined so bright on the wall as if there was like an angel standing there. I'd never noticed it ever, ever, ever before. And there it was. And I literally was thinking, am I in Alaska still? And it's just twilight. (laughs) I was delirious and everything was moving and I fell back to sleep. And when you're rocking and you're sleeping, you sleep longer. So I was sleeping so much. I probably really needed it too. But I I got bold and I reached out to this special someone and it's almost like they weren't there anymore. They didn't exist. They weren't who they were before I left. And it was very hard for me because I felt like Forrest Gump in Alaska for a second. Like they were all I thought about. And I thought, it's like I had got clarity, like that's the person I want to talk to when I get back. And then when I got back and then they weren't, they weren't there. They were like, like meh with me. It hurts so much. But I had to, at first it hurt. And then I don't want to go far too far into detail, but I mean, I may later on in another podcast, but it, they said something that really crushed me. We had plans. I thought we had plans to go to this thing together and turns out they went without me and I I that was it that's when I knew that person had went one way and I was going a different way and there was again another to me felt like 
I wanted to come back and share this amazing experience with somebody. And once again, there was nobody. It was almost like a dissolved, you know, a dissolved amount of glitter was gone. <laughs> and, uh, and I was really sad. I was really sad. And I felt so alone. And I thought to myself, like, I'm going to be, I'm have a birthday in two months and I'm getting older. And I mean, I feel great. I feel young, but I'm never going to be this age again. And I don't want to keep living year after year without spending my birthday with somebody. I don't want to, I want to get married again. I want to, I want to explore and have have family functions. I don't know. I I guess I've been so out of it for so long. So then I was feeling down over the weekend, but I really couldn't go anywhere or do anything because of my vertigo. So surprisingly, I texted my son and I told him, hey, um, I got back from Alaska safe and he called me right away and he was just so... Like, mom, how was it? Tell me all about it. And that just made me the happiest parent ever, like the happiest person. Because me and my son have been so distant. And like thinking about the fact that he just called me and we talked for two hours and we he even had a go and then he said he'd call me back and he did, which he never does before. And I just, ah, it just made me so happy. And I even told him, like, my son is in the Air Force and he's he's at that point where we have, like, full-blown conversations about everything. And I told him, you know, like, maybe the guy's not interested anymore. Maybe he doesn't like me anymore. And he said, maybe he's just busy, Mom. And I'm like, well, I'm busy too. But I'm tired of being alone. And my son was like, I don't want you to be alone. And I was like, that's right. And I sound really goofy right now explaining this, but this is how it went. (laughs) Anyways. Then I got a phone with my son and I went on about my day. I started thinking, you know, there's going to be somebody out there for me. I just know it. And Maybe this person will come back around. Maybe I am meant to find someone in somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know the future. I don't know anymore. I do know that I'm a strong, strong woman. I know that I'm a powerful, empowering, and impactful woman. I know that I'm an inspiration, motivational loving, kind, spiritual gangster motherfucking woman, for sure. But I'm also sensitive and I'm romantic and I want somebody to mirror me. I want somebody to not give up, even when I give up. I want somebody to send me flowers. And I want to send somebody flowers. (laughs) I want somebody to go to Jurassic Park with me, to Ireland, to Alaska again, to Africa again, 
to travel. I want somebody to spend Christmas. I don't want to go another birthday without spending it with somebody. I've spent the last five years of birthdays alone. I mean, not alone, without without a lever, I guess. And I want, I want that. Oh my gosh, this podcast I feel like has turned into like, oh my God, I'm alone. But I'm not alone. I'm just, I know there's people out there that can relate. Like you can be a really strong, independent woman, but also find yourself solo most of the time. And you get like this. When things are busy and things are good, I don't, I'm I'm not thinking about this. But when things slow down and I'm jumping around, about to pop some champagne, getting excited about everything I've accomplished and realizing that I'm reaching 40 and I've got nobody there to pick me up and twirl me around, like, then it starts getting rough. And I realized, like, for somebody so goal-oriented and who gets everything I'm after, why don't I start putting it out there that this is what I want to I mean, I'm a nomad. I'm constantly moving, constantly jumping around. I stay in the same area because I love Arizona. But I mean, I've got big goals and big dreams. And I know there's somebody out there that's got the same and wants to share that with me. So if you're out there, holla. (laughs) There's another thing that happened and this was crazy. I mentioned on my Facebook post today, I was, okay, so this is crazy. While we were in Alaska, the kids, there were some kids with us on our journey and they all kept saying, Marco, Polo, Marco, Polo. And I, the whole time I kept thinking to myself, like these kids remind me so much of me and my siblings when we were little. But the Marco Polo was getting a little bit redundant. And then my knees when we were off of the last day of the Alaska trip, she was like, Marco. And I was like, no, girl, don't do that. Uh Uh-uh. Like I was already irritated by it. So then I get back to Phoenix. And then this guy that was trying to holler at me was like, do you have Marco Polo? And I was like, nope. And then he sent me a Marco Polo video. I got a notification. And then I was like, oh, I'm not doing this. And then my, one of my girlfriends was visiting and she says, Come on, let's see what this dude has to say about it. And I was like, oh, God, fine. So I was really resistant instead of surrendering. (laughs) And I decided to finally surrender and just go on and see what's up. So I go onto this Marco Polo app. And first thing I noticed, my mouth dropped, was a message from my brother. I could not believe it. I had this like ghost face on me and my friend says, what, what do you say? And I said, it's my brother. I mean, yeah, the guy did send me something, but I didn't notice him. I noticed my brother, my brother passed away two years ago and there's a video from him. And I'm just like, what? I mean, I obviously started bawling. I just couldn't hold back. And she came, my friend came and she hugged me and she's like, oh my gosh. And We watched it and it was a really fast clip, but it was literally 
almost like a sign that he was saying, hey, you're not alone. I'm here. Pretty much what he was saying. (laughs) But it's almost like the universe was, the great spirit was giving me these signs because I'm such a sign girl. Like, here's your signs. Here's your signs. Open this up. Here's a present. Here's a gift. You're not alone. And that was yesterday, last night. I mean, I still have a knot in my throat talking about it because it was so unreal, so trippy. Like I mentioned in my Facebook ad or Facebook picture or <laughs> Facebook post, I put, I was both sad and happy. I was sappy. But it made me realize there's, there's signs and there's people out there and there's people who love you and you're not alone and there's so many great things in your path and that person who's going to be your partner, they're not going to let you go easily. They're, they're going to fight for you and they're going to be on your side and they're going to say, Hey, I got you. I got you wild woman. (laughs) So I started, you know, I had a lot of anger, a lot of anger from just feeling like I had this amazing experience and then feeling like I had nobody to share with. And it just turned into like, it it was kind of a wave of emotions. And then the grief of seeing my brother again, and then the happiness of seeing it, it was just a mixture of emotions through this whole weekend. And when I get a mixture of emotions, it can turn into a kind of like a tornado and I start getting angry. And I get angry because there's a lot of things that we all have inside of us that is still buried. I mean, nobody's perfect. Nobody's all done all the work, you know? I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a life coach, coach, whatever. There's something in you that's always going to be there that you need to feel that fire. And for me, it opened up a little bit of anger. And that anger got me to start working out. I was like, I need to channel this. I need to work out. I need to get fit. I need to get sexy. I need to get fucking sexy. I am going to be a winner and I'm already a winner, but I mean, I want to be like win-win. Like there's always going to be trophies to go after, but this trophy was more of an inner trophy, an inner trophy of confidence that I was like, hell to the motherfucking yes, I'm going to do this. My birthday is going to be off the chain. I'm going to be off the chain and I'm going to have somebody off the chain. I hope so. (laughs) Anyways, I wanted to share my spoken break with you of where I'm at, what's going on. I'm extremely excited about continuing on the path of this, you know, this journey of entrepreneurship, this journey of, you know, with my Sexy Freedom Media LLC and my, uh, the wild movement with Sarah. I'm very excited about our next upcoming retreat, our first co-ed retreat with Adriana Harwood over in Penasco, Mexico. There's the Beyond 2020 coming up. I've got a meeting this Saturday with my Arizona team. And I'm, I, I feel like I'm going to make a huge comeback. Like I'm channeling all of this emotion, all of it, for the greater good, for the higher purpose, for the kinder purpose, for the soul-living Fuck yeah, purpose. And I know I'm not alone. 
and at times that I feel like I've accomplished and I don't see there's somebody next to me to celebrate that with, I'm going to start celebrating it with you guys. I'm going to start making podcasts, videos, live videos. I'm just going to share it with everybody out there because until that one person comes and puts a ring on this finger, I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm going to share my world with everybody because I know that there's people out there that feel like me and we need to just group together. We need to be each other's soulmates like they say in uh, Sex in the City. So I want to leave you with this, this amazing poem that I actually heard on an Aubrey Marcus podcast. He read it on there and I want to read it on here. And it's called A Wild Woman is Not a Girlfriend. She is a Relationship with Nature by Allison Nappy. But can you love me in the deep, in the dark, in the thick of it? Can you love me when I drink from the wrong bottle and slip through the crack in the floorboard? Can you love me when I'm bigger than you, when my presence blazes like the sun does, when it hurts to look directly at me? Can you love me then too? Can you love me under the starry sky, shaved and smooth, my skin like liquid moonlight? Can you love me when I am howling in fury, standing on my hunches, my lower lip stained with the blood of my last kill? When I call down the lightning, when the sidewalks are singed, singed with the soils of my feet, Can you still love me then? What happens when I freeze the land and cause the dirt to harden over all the pomegranate seeds we've planted? Will you trust that spring will return? Will you still believe me when I tell you I will become a raging river and spill myself upon your dreams and call them to the surface of your life? Can you trust me even though you cannot tame me? Can you love me even though I am all that you fear and admire. Will you fear my shifting shape? Does it frighten you when my eyes flash like your camera does? Do you fear they will capture your soul? Are you afraid to step into me? The meat-eating plants and flowers armed with poisonous darts are not in my jungle to stop you from coming, not you. So do not worry, They belong to me, and I have invited you here. Stay to the path revealed in the moonlight and arrive safely to the hut of Baba Yaga, the wild, wild old wise one. She will not lead you astray if you are pure of heart. You cannot be with the wild one if you fear the rumbling of the ground, the roar of a cascading river, the startling clap of thunder in the sky. If you want to be safe, go back to your tiny room. The night sky is not for you. If you want to be torn apart, come in. Be broken open and devoured. Be set ablaze in my fire. I will not leave you as you have come, well-dressed in finely threaded sweaters that keep out the cold. I will leave you naked and biting. Leave you clawing at the sheets. Leave you surrounded by owls and hawks and flowers that only bloom when no one is watching. So come to me and be healed in the unbearable lightness and darkness of all that you are. There is nothing in you that can scare me, 
Nothing in you I will not use to make you great. A wild woman is not a girlfriend. She is a relationship with nature. She is the source of all your primal desires. And she is the wild whipping wind that uproots the poisonous cornstalks on your neatly tilled farm. She will plant pear trees in the wake of your disaster. She will see to it that you shall rise again. She is the lover who restores you to your own wild nature. Ah, I just love, I'm in love with that poem because that speaks volumes of what my wild spirit hasn't always been. And kind of what I've, it puts it in words of who and what I am calling forth as a partner, a life partner for me, somebody who knows, who basically feels the fear and does it anyways to come forth to me and I to them. Yeah, I think that's perfectly said. <laughs> okay, so I just want to leave you with that. I hope you enjoyed this spoken break. Thank you for hanging out with me. Again, find me on Instagram at hell of a journey, H E L O F A journey, <laughs> and at sexy freedom media and at wild movement events for all of our retreats. You can find more information on my website, subscribe sexyfreedom.com, sexyfreedommedia.com. And you can also find me on Facebook at Sexy Freedom Media and the Wild Movement events. All right, everybody, I would love to hear your feedback. Please share, sharing is caring, hashtag protect the throne and sharing is caring. I just said that. I'm losing track of what I'm saying. You guys have a good one. Love you guys. Bye. Want to hear more? Uh, Visit us at sexyfreedommedia.com.